you want to okay i want to start off right off the bat um you want to know what i hate the most about these three episodes two well that's good news because we we're only supposed to watch two. Oh, okay well you want to know what i hate the most about these <laughs> yeah. three episodes what do you hate the most um the fact that the cargo titan opened its mouth and started talking <laughs> Fair. That's fair. I fucking, I hated that. Did you actually watch three episodes? I did. Yeah, I Great. didn't know we were supposed to only do two. Descent, Perfect Game, and then you watched another one. Which one did you the, watch? Whatever one is after Perfect Game. Fuck is after Perfect Game? Is it Hero? Hero. That's what it was. Oh, you watched Hero? Damn it! Yeah, I thought we were going back to three episodes, but I no, was well, you two better this whole season. Okay. You better uh, rewatch it for next week. Rewatch. Let's get it. into the episode. Uh, <gasps> season three, episodes fifteen and sixteen. Roll the theme music! Oh, we're so thirsty, but we cannot drink after all the one of fourth have rested in peace. We can't find something that makes us come up, break down the walls and eat all your moms in. If you come attack us, you'll become delicious like gross, and we won't feel bad for you at all. And if you're in the server clubs, you'll become a server coach. Just when we see a green, we have a ball. God rules, Aaron Jules, we got something very cool. Connie's bald, Kenny's lands, Bruno's has a weirdest name. Everyone's strong, how to keep it, I will kill you in your sleep. Everyone's smart, black six, what the hell does Brian think? I don't know, I've never seen the show. Loved it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans, Yay. an Attack on Titan rewatch podcast where we also drink tea. My name is Sullivan Harris. I'm the big Schnoz Titan. Uh, this is my third time watching the show. I'm watching the dub this time around, and I am drinking apple cinnamon tea, and it's red for blood. These episodes are bloody. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm the beer tits and ass Titan. I'm the sub dub and manga consumer, and I am drinking Earl Grey tea because it's morally gray. <laughs> good bit my internet is literally so bad right now that you got i can't even understand what you guys are saying yeah you're lagging really bad on our side too it's like absolutely tanking right now uh introduce yourself brian we're gucci and the coochie okay uh my name is brian i'm the sonic the hedgehog titan and uh this is my first time watching the show or any anime for that matter and uh i'm watching the the dub and um i, I think i covered all bases here uh yeah and brian we probably put this in the cold open, but Brian accidentally watched three episodes when we were only covering two this episode. So I'm going to yeah, need you to just completely bad. forget that uh, Hero exists because we're only talking about Descent and Perfect Game today. Which which one's the one where the Cargo Titan speaks? Because that's the only one that matters. I think that's, I think the that's first Descent. One. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the only episode that matters to me. Brian, how are you doing? <laughs> These were like two really intense episodes. I just want to know, like, your did you watch them today or did you watch them yesterday? I watched them today, like this morning. So the reaction is like raw. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still just in fucking like, I'm still processing this shit. I know you're in disarray, and then it's like triple disarray because you also accidentally watched Hero. <laughs> Descent. Let's get into it. Season 3, episode 15. This episode has one of, if not my favorite, opening to any episode in this show. Because it opens up with um with Rhina and Bertolt. And oh it was back when Aaron was carrying the boulder to block the hole. But yeah. it, like, it goes off on this little side quest mission where oh Rhina and Bertolt are like just being really, really sus. You know, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a misdirection because to me it seemed like it was just going to be a flashback. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, there's more. Yeah, what I love so much about this, and this is the music nerd in me, is the track EMA, which is what plays during this scene, is one of my favorites. It's like the one that does the hoo-hahs. And <laughs> like the hoo-hahs kick in before it even like the screen even like turns on for the show that song really hasn't been used i think since season two and so just like immediately you get the idea that this is a flashback like it's like this song is so connected to that scene of aaron carrying the boulder that your mind is automatically there before you even see it and then like you see the boulder coming over the buildings and you're like getting it from this different angle it's just so fucking cool that song gets me so hyped up makes me act up this whole scene is also very very depressing yes it's so fucking it's so sad and we kind of got a hint of this um we saw a very brief flashback when season two of reiner just breaking down and being like why is marco being oh yeah him? when he was doing like the it was in the forest right mm -hmm. when he was having his identity crisis 
Yeah. And now we're kind of getting the full story behind that scene. First of all, I'm just, again, loving that we're getting to see this scene from a different angle. And Reiner and Bearhole are just up on this building talking like, Oh my God! It's how he how is he carrying the boulder? He's gonna close the hole. Well, should we stop him? No, we should keep our cover and blah blah blah. And then fucking Marco just shows up. Poor sad little Marco. Oh my God! Innocent little Marco. He's so like, what are you guys talking about? And then Reiner's like, it's a joke. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a joke. A joke. <laughs> just joking around. I think it's also pretty interesting that Marco is just like, he immediately realizes his mistake mm-hmm. and starts trying to cover, you know? Like he, yeah. Yeah, he's like, ah, you guys are just like tired from the fighting. Come on, let's go. We got to go to this place. Yeah. And then as he's flying away, he's like putting shit together. Like, oh my God, if Aaron can turn into a Titan, then I guess other people could turn into a Titan. Does this mean blah, blah, blah? And yeah, this whole thing is just brutal where Reiner takes him down and is like pinning his hands behind his back and Annie shows up. Ah, it's just terrible. <laughs> like Marco crying for Annie, I think is probably the most brutal part of it for me because he thinks he's rescued, right? Yeah, if literally anyone yeah. else had shown up. Yeah. Yeah, we get this like bonkers interaction between Reiner and Annie where he's like, take his ODM gear off right now. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why does it have to be me? And he's like... I saw you save Connie from a Titan a couple episodes ago. Like, I, maybe you're starting to waver. Maybe you're not a real warrior. Who says this is what makes us warriors? Is that Reiner? That is Reiner. Yes, yeah, so they fucking hold him down. They take his ODM gear off and they fly away while he's just like screaming bloody murder. He's like, why is this happening? Like, just tell me why, right? And they watch him get eaten by this Titan from a, d- a distant building. And then we come back full circle to that flashback where Reiner is like, you see something like snap in him. And he's like, why is Marco being devoured? And yeah, I don't know. It just... It's still it's still stuck with me. Like, this whole scene is so fucked up. It's like watching a snuff film. <laughs> right? It's like watching a snuff film of, like, an old middle school friend. Because <laughs> Marco's so sweet. And, like, we only saw him chewed in half, like, when we saw him dead. I feel like this show's really good at these, like, slow realizations of what's going to happen. Um right. Like, I think we're, we're watching season four over on Tea Time with Titans Extras, and there's a couple episodes that have done, like, similar things where, like, I didn't understand what's going on, and then just, like, slowly I start putting the pieces together, like, oh, no, they're going to kill Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, this scene is just awesome. Sullivan condones murder. I mean, not awesome in, like, a I'm happy way. It's awesome <laughs> in a very depressed way. Phew. Close one. But... Like it's it does, so it it's does perfectly what it needs done. to do. Yeah. It does it what do- it needs to do and it does yeah. it in such a cool fucking way. You also um, just don't expect it, right? Like did you expect to see how Marco died? I mean, they kind of gave the hints that there was a mystery there of being like Marco didn't have his odium gear and he had Marco's yeah, odium yeah, yeah. gear. But like oh, yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. just forget that, right? So Right, it's the whole fucking thing. When did we talk about this before? It was um with the uh, Keith breaking the equipment, right? Yes. There's yeah. mysteries that you don't even realize exist. Exactly. So Bearholt is not really taking any of this well. And this episode ends up being like a very Bearholt heavy episode. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to like a flash, another flashback, but like a shorter time frame flashback, right? It's it's like them before anyone shows up, they're up on the walls hanging out. It's the Beast Titan, Bertholdt and Reiner. Yes, and the Beast Titan is so calm about everything that's going on. He like seems very confident that like Annie is okay, and he threatens Reiner, saying like, "I will take your armor away from you and give it to someone else." Which makes me wonder what the hell the relationship is between these guys. Yeah, I think Monkey is an interesting character because Reiner and Bertholdt seem scared of him. Yeah, it's the scared thing that makes me wonder, right? Because at first I thought it was just like, oh, okay, they're warriors, he's a warrior, they fight together, cool. But it's starting to seem like Big Hairy Monkey Man, Banana, is like some sort of... The options I put down are General, Parent, Chief, uh, and then Brian, because I wanted to know Brian's thoughts, but it kind of looks like I was just asking if Monk is Brian. <laughs> Wait, I wrote in my notes, what is the relation? General, parent, chief, Brian? But I just put Brian (laughs) because I wanted to know what your thoughts were. No, I am secretly Zeke. 
So I've been editing out every time they say Zeke because I forgot they mention it in this episode. So uh, just ignore it. Good bits. <laughs> you are monkey. I am monkey. He's monkey. Um. Okay. So Zeke is the the guy with the long yellow beard, yellow hair. Yeah. 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 So monkey man. He is monkey man. So he obviously has some sort of authority and control over Reiner and Berthold, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me because they're obviously working together in some fashion. I can't put together what their plan is. Right, and also something is strained here. And like, obviously there's the part of it that is Reiner wants to get Historia and Berthold wants to get Annie back. But there just seems to be some sort of tension between all these guys. Yeah, yeah definitely. My next note was, in all caps, ah, donkey titan voice. <laughs> yeah, the, the cargo <laughs> titan, as we've been calling it, speaks. It also refers to Zeke as War Chief Zeke. Yeah, so. wait, War Chief is such a weird term. <laughs> War Chief? <laughs> Come on. That's like tribal shit. <laughs> Return to monkey. You see, okay, that's where this weird split is, right? Because these guys seem so fucking like, I don't know, they seem like regimented to a certain way. Like they seem well trained and like well organized. And then they're using words like warrior and war chief. I don't know. Just bizarre to me. Donkey Titan voice is weird. It's like modulated in the dub. I don't remember how it was in the sub. It's kind of the same idea. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it does sound like very like robotic in a sense, which is weird. I don't know if that's the intention or not, but that's how it sounded to me. It's an animatronic. <gasps> New Five Nights at Freddy's game, Attack on Titan Edition. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that Erwin's bonkers observation that this fucking four-legged ass Titan is intelligent is correct because it did, in fact, do everything Erwin thought it did and was a scout that I alerted cannot- them. I cannot express the absolute disgust that I have with the Cargo Titan. Every time I look at it, I it makes me incredibly uncomfortable looking at it, I swear. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that's not upsetting about the way it looks. Like, it's all upsetting. It's 100% <laughs> disturbing. I can't remember if this was in Hero or not, but we get a shot of, like, the, the Cargo Titan running away, and we see, like, its ass, and it has, like, no asshole, and it's really, I like... I think that's in just, Hero. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it fucks with me, honestly. <laughs> Chris, cut that out and put it in hero. Bro, I'm eating Fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, she alerts them that the scouts are coming, and Reiner and Barrett Holt take off down the wall, right, to go to their hiding places. And I like this interaction between them. I feel like we don't get a lot of, like, interpersonal relationship between the two of them. We're just kind of like, they're friends, right? And they have always been friends. And we get some back and forth here that really fleshes that relationship out. Um, like, Reiner is like, Berthold, try to do something on your fucking own for once. <laughs> like, you're always waiting for an order, and you're the most this powerful This is just Reiner shitting on Berthold. Yeah. For, like... Uh, five minutes as they run along the wall. And, like, Barrowholt knows, too. Like, he knows that that's true. He's not, like, trying to deny it. But, yeah, Reiner just absolutely shits on him. <laughs> and um, then he ends it with, but you're good. I trust you. Let's do this, fucker. Exactly. And, oh, also, they have, like, a talk about relationships right now. Right? Oh, yes. Once again, Reiner being like, so Annie, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he also brings up, he's like, and we promised Ymir that we'll save Historia, too. He's like, we're going to get him back, and then we can all go on a date, a double date. Which is interesting. Um, little details, Reiner always refers to her as Krista because he doesn't know her real yeah. name. Oh, like he doesn't oh, know it all? I never, yeah, I never because remember, that. she was her name, she like revealed to everyone her name's Historia at the end of season two and like was telling everyone, like, Call me Historia. That is really good continuity. What the God fuck? damn. I never even noticed that. I didn't either. I like I picked up that he called her Krista, but I didn't think why. I was just like, oh, maybe because Krista's the woman he fell in love with. <laughs> Anyways. So then it cuts to another shot of Bert Holt in his hole. So I wrote in all caps, what is your holy hole, Bertie? Because it's a hole with holes in it. He's hiding in a holy hole. Oh, a whole, oh, okay. A holy hole. Yeah, everyone is like, so we cut back to the 104th, and everyone is having a meltdown because they just murdered Reiner. John kind of tries to stunt. He's like, come on, guys. He was an enemy. It's cool. We killed him with the spears. Like, we see kind of everyone's different way of coping here. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, 
Armin is kind of using reasoning to cope. Like he's like, well, we had to do this because this, this, and that. Like he's kind of trying to use the strategy. This is the enemy. They didn't want to negotiate. They're always ahead of us. This was our only option. Mm -hmm. I mean, is this when the Beast Titan throws the barrel? Like it's (laughs) a pretty short scene with the 104th. It's kind of a parallel to like Aaron beating Reiner. And everyone being like, he's going to do it. And then Reiner just yelling. (laughs) Well, like he's just, it's basically just a cry for help. And then it's like, there's the signal. This whole sequence with Bertholdt like flying through the air in the barrel (laughs) is so fucking good. It's awesome. I, doesn't it do like a, like the, it shows the barrel flying through the sky, right? And then it does like a a very quick zoom in to the barrel. Yeah. And now we're inside of it and we see Bertholdt. Yeah. It, it this was so, concept is wild. It was so well done and so like the pacing was so on point. Also, that just, that so scene awesome. of the flyover before it of it like goes from Reiner and the 104 to like flying over the wall and the buildings to mm. over to the mm-hmm. monkey and then the cart takes running it from behind and just grabs the barrel and eats it. So fucking cool. <laughs> so this is when it cuts to the mid card and like there's barely a fucking mid card in this episode. Like it's on screen for a split second. And, like, the music doesn't even stop behind it because <laughs> there's so much going on. Yeah, Bearhold's fucking flying through the sky. He's looking out of his hole. And the concept here is just that he's a bomb. He is yeah. the bomb, yeah. which is fucking wild. He sees Reiner on the ground, and he's like, oh, shit, goddamn. I, well, I can't blow Reiner up. And so he doesn't do a bomb. And he drops down. And this is when he has the little scene where he, like, whispers into Reiner's ear. He's like, hey, buddy. I get that you're not feeling too well right now, but <laughs> While I fucking, just need you to like, move a little bit. Half of his head is missing. Yeah, it's just his lower jaw. <laughs> and he mentions, oh shit, you transferred your consciousness through your whole body. We only fu- talked about doing that. <laughs> so yeah, he sent his consciousness to his fupa. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, Like most of the stuff in the show is like really well thought out. The consciousness, consciousness transfer is kind of an ass pull, though. It kind of, <laughs> like, every time they bring it up, it just seems like a cop-out. I kind of get it, though. Because, like, I don't know, I'm still thinking along the lines of, like, why wouldn't their consciousness be the same as all the other shit they can control on their body? I don't know. Consciousness is also a weird thing to get into, because that gets into, like, souls and... <laughs> Shit like that. But also, the fucking intros of this show have a lot to do with souls. Like, it has the glowing fucking red thing in everyone's chest, so I don't know. Guys, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's just, I don't know. Every, it's just, every time they bring it up, it just feels like it's such, like, a last-minute explanation for me. I think it's- Oh, yeah, he put his brain in his balls. Yeah. (laughs) So he's alive. It literally, it feels just like that, and I, it's- it's the delivery of it that throws me off. The line reading of he put his consciousness in his balls really threw me <laughs> off, too. <laughs> That's um, an laughably bad video. We see Bertolt talk more than the summation of the other, the rest of the show. <laughs> That's a fact, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't know. The fleshing out we get of Bertolt's character is fascinating. Like, it's because he does have character. He's just quiet. <laughs> And, like, that's not nothing, right? Like, that is so much of what defines him. And we get this scene where he shows up where the 104th are, and everyone's like, all right, let's kill him. And Arwen's like, no, this is the one chance we have to negotiate. So let's try to negotiate. And this whole scene between the two is, like, kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super fresh in my mind. I just remember the feeling of it. So Armin's, like, it opens with, like, Armin's, like, Bertholdt, let's talk. And Bertholdt's, like, if we talk, will you all just agree to drop dead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh I, he God. has, like, that insane line of, um, I just want two simple things, Aaron Yeager and for everyone to die. <laughs> Yeah, it's simple. He has this conviction now, right? Like, and I don't know if it's what Reiner said to him that finally kicked him into gear, but he now really seems to be like, I have a job to do. Even if you guys are my friends and aren't devils, uh, I still have to kill you because that is my job and I'm going to do my job. Yeah, he's definitely so different from before when he was like crying and pleading for his life mm-hmm. and for someone to help him. And he even mentions that, like, I. The only reason I'm here is because I want to see that I could do it, that I could face you and carry this out. And it's Mm -hmm. just as you said. He says, like, no, I recognize you're not devils. I see you as my friends. You still have to die. Yeah. And the music 
here that like slowly builds up because this is another thing i find like so fucking cool about the music in this show is that the music treats the villains like their main characters like barrett holt gets this epic build-up song here as mm -hmm. he is like finally for lack of a better term growing a set right <laughs> like He's finally becoming this like fully fleshed out character that's working of his own volition. And he gets like an epic the hero theme as that happens, even though he's the bad guy. Yeah, um, this is Bertholdt's theme, Appleseed. It's I love this one. It's so fucking good. And the whole thing ends with like this break intention of Mikasa just attacking him. And it's sick as hell. And he deflects it. Yeah, Brian, what are your thoughts on Bertholdt as a whole? As a whole? Yeah. I might need a second on that one. Because I feel... Well, because the reason I, I ask is because throughout the whole show, he seems to not have much character. And then this episode kind of lays some shit out that, like, when you reflect upon the previous episodes, you kind of realize that it's all been there the whole time, you know? Right. But then again, we don't... Like, in these couple episodes, we don't get to see a whole lot of Bear Holt until he just you know, turns into the Colossal Titan. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's still not fleshing him out as much as it should, in a sense. Because to me, he just seems like a, a cold asshole right now. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. You see, the way I'm looking at it is like the Bear Holt story is kind of a trilogy where like the first episode is uh, in the woods in season two where like he's kind of trying to deal with Reiner's bullshit. And then the second part is when he breaks down when our characters try to plead with him at the end of season two. Right. right. And now like this is his character arc completing where he's finally becoming his own person. Right. But I, I, I get that. I just feel like it's focused. There more could be on, more. Yeah. I feel like it's focused a little more on, on Reiner than Bearhole at this point. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Reiner has a bit more going on. Yeah. Bearhole explodes. And that's it. There's <laughs> fucking like wailing electric guitars. Okay. And this whole sequence, it is a nuclear bomb. <laughs> that is going off. Yeah, it's fucking huge. And the shots, because have you guys, have you guys ever like seen documentary footage of like back in the forties, like the United States testing nuclear bombs and shit? Mm -hmm. And you see like that old footage of like cars being blown away and trees getting like shit knocked off of them and like houses yeah. being destroyed. It literally, it reminded me of that. Yeah, it's wild how <laughs> well they sell the power of this in the animation. Yeah, it's just also I just love his like scene where he's like zipping around Shingon Shina and then he does like that last like ODM gear where he just flings himself up into the sky. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Maximum destruction. All the like reaction shots to the explosion, too. I, I really like like all the 104th just clinging onto Aaron for dear life. They're all like flying off of his back. I know. I think it's um, like Sasha who's like hanging on by her ODM gear. Uh -huh. I don't know. I think it's really sweet. Uh, there's like a shot of Mikasa like holding on to Armin mm -hmm. as everyone's getting blasted back. And then Erwin from the wall reacting to this was also a great shot. I think I didn't take a picture of it. It was the one I think it, I think it's a shot that you were just talking about where like, yeah, we get it from the wall mm -hmm. and it, we literally see the full scale of this explosion. Right. And it's like a yeah, yeah. it's like a mushroom cloud. Yeah, because Shiganshina is huge, and yeah. the show has done a lot to, like, show us how big it is and, like, how big the walls are and everything, and it just, yeah, it's a big part of why this explosion sells so hard. And, like, we get this shot of fucking, like, weird-ass Mars Attacks Reiner with his weird-ass skull. <laughs> yeah, big brain Reiner. Big brain Reiner. Just his fucking eyes and his brain. I love that shot. <laughs> So, the 104th are the only survivors inside Shiganshina. The Hanji squad was apparently directly under where Bertholdt fucking blew up. What the fuck? <laughs> I feel like the one thing this show or these episodes doesn't do well is really hammer home, like, how many people they fucking lose in this explosion. Like, Han they lost all of Hanji squad? <laughs> That's wild. And now, the 104th is just fucking chilling inside the walls with the colossal titan john is like if that thing reaches the wall everybody is dead like everybody's dead so it is up to us like what there's five of them now yeah 
Yeah, um, to take down the Colossal Titan on their own with absolutely no plan. And then the Colossal Titan just starts grabbing buildings and like hucking them. And as he's doing it, he's like so fucking hot that he's like lighting them on fire. Wild. Hell yeah, he's hot. <laughs> he's got a and fat yeah, that's ass. That's where the episode ends. <laughs> he does have a fat ass. You need a fat ass to kick things as hard as he kicks things. Welcome to Strange Facts with Sullivan. 90% of the kick is the butt muscles. That was Strange Facts with Sullivan. <laughs> I um that's the end of this episode. There was something in the outro I noticed that I just had to point out, and that's that in one of the uh like panels or screens or whatever that it shows us, one of the scenes it shows us, uh when everyone's in class, Mikasa is wearing a cardigan. I think it's a good look for her. <laughs> okay. You think so? Really? Yeah, I do think so. Okay. That was Fashion Facts with Sullivan. Season three, episode fourteen. Fifteen? Sixteen. It's episode 16. 16. I it's know. 16. I, I have the overall episode count that's more important to me. Perfect game. Oh, yeah. Perfect title. The CGI Colossal Titan looks kind of funny to me. This is the, I was going to point that out. The, C, the, C, the PS2 Colossal Titan kind of looks like <laughs> <PS2>. shit. <laughs> it's okay, though, like, because they don't just use CGI, right? Yeah, like, they, they do do some drawing shots. Yeah, yeah, for like the close-ups and stuff, when it really counts, they go back to the regular 2D, and it looks fucking phenomenal, but those shots of the scene and it's in the op- the intro too right yeah it's in the opening this weird ass cgi colossal titan but the thing is that i can i can see why they did it though yeah i i can kind of see why they went with the the whole 3d model route because like here's my to problem draw it. to draw and animate something that big along with everything else that's in the town because a lot of the time you know the town is uh, CG. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I, I think I feel like it would be easier for them to animate a 3D model as opposed to a, a 2D drawing. Well, it is. But That's why, you know, they use 3D in anime is yeah. to save time. Um, yeah. So Here's like what I'm in, in the past, about, I've like defended it. Like Colossal Titan up on the wall, I thought looked fine. Rod Rice, I thought looked really good. Um, this, I'm like, okay, I'm with the audience on this. This, this instance <laughs> kind of looks like shit. It also doesn't really make sense why they used it in my opinion because usually they do it when it's like this is a complex thing that is moving a lot right and animating it from all of its angles would just take too much time but it doesn't like he doesn't move much like he just is kind of like slowly throwing his arms about and walking yeah yeah i don't know i wonder if it was like end of the season crunch time and they were like we have to save time somewhere and that's where they chose to save the time but it looks silly (laughs) let's be honest um connie connie's joke connie <laughs> how does it feel to have your house, your own roof over your head aaron ah! <laughs> that was a good bit god i love that i love that face it's like the most memed connie face of him just maniacally <laughs> and it's like, laughing. can someone slap him <laughs> yeah john's just like sasha hit connie <laughs> Armin, I I love this moment where Armin passes the command to Jean, right? He's like, right now, I don't have a plan, and we don't need a plan. We need knee-jerk good, like, in-the-moment calls, and that is all you, Jean. So please take it. Please take control. And then I like how Um, Jean's like, okay, I'll do it, but you've got to be the big hero because I don't know shit. Right, You've got to come up with a plan because I can't. I am a horse. It shows, like, the the lived experience of these characters together, right? Like, both of them know what the other one is good at and are able to be like, okay, I'll take this, but you take that, right? We cut to Levi, and he's just immediately is like, ha the Beast Titan has no balls. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> He's talking about the Beast Titan just chilling. It's like, no intention of coming over here. Not that he had any balls to begin with. And the Beast Titan is so fucking creepy, <laughs> just chilling there with this line of titans. Yeah. I don't like his smile, like that that creepy mm-hmm. smile that he's got on his face. The Beast Titan's a very scary looking titan. Yeah, I don't like him. Levi's reaction to the rocks being thrown is so fucking good. Like how he notices it in slow motion, and then the impact happens, and there's just like this fucking like cloud of blood and screams as everything is landing and you don't even really realize what's going on until it cuts back to the beast titan and he's like oh another rock thank you (laughs) to the fucking like cargo dude and yeah so he's fucking crushing up boulders and hucking them as hard as he can at 
like the the town levi talks about so there's like some insane strategy here going on right so he sent out those little titans to the buildings so all of the really good epic soldiers would go in and fight the titans and then that just made them completely vulnerable to him throwing these pebbles at 300 miles per hour at their faces and blowing them up because like how would they think that's going to happen you know this is just like that situation (laughs) of the what armin was mentioning that they're always one step ahead like they always have something up their sleeve and in this case it's the beast titan can fucking hurl rocks at them yeah so they have their backs against the wall right now right like they are completely vulnerable and they have no way to escape and this is the like fucking quintessential example of this to me like i cannot think of any other piece of media where the characters were like backed up against a wall and it was this terrifying yeah you just don't know what's gonna happen you really don't there's some like incredible shot okay well first of all the beast titan is like hey that pitch was a little bit high the next one i'll make it up with the next one it's gonna be the perfect game (laughs) i know i just um i i I think the name drops really interesting here of him going i'm going for a perfect game yeah it's like so ominous and intimidating and also baseball is not something that's been on my radar in this fucking show and over the course of the pets two episodes now baseball is like uh, the number one thing on my mind he throws another fucking wad of rocks and there's this shot of like them crashing down onto the buildings and then like one stray rock like hits the bell on a bell tower and that comes crumbling down and i was just very impressed by like the how the animators did like the weight of the rocks mixed with like the weight of the building and just like all the like kinetic and potential energy going on there levi is just absolute desperation to save every single person that he can is really showing of his character like he's freaking out i love levi in this yeah like he's in a panic almost trying to get all the recruits to safety um and i feel like we haven't seen much panic from levi before even levi can't deal with the monkey throwing the rocks Not yet, that is. Signed note. I noticed that. Ben nutted on Mike. <gasps> that is all. <gasps> yeah, and so Levi meets back up with Erwin, and Erwin lays it all out on the line. He's like, listen, the only people left alive are you, me, all of these recruits who have never seen battle, and, like, maybe Aaron in the 104th, if they made it away from the explosion. Yeah, I just, this is such an Erwin characteristic moment, right? All right, so all that's left is these dick shits you and me maybe any someone in the walls who knows i think everyone's dead (laughs) just so like matter of fact about it (laughs) we cut back in i really love this whole sequence of john being in control and telling everyone what to do and what moves to make like it's basically just like we have to slow the colossal titan down somehow doesn't matter how like aaron tries screaming okay that didn't work grab his foot (laughs) aaron gets kicked into the wall they there's this funny scene where they try to distract him and Connie, what does fucking Connie say? Oh, yeah. Sean's like, uh, where'd your skin go, you idiot? And Connie's like, you look so gross. And then Sasha's like, put some clothes on, you pervert. <laughs> yeah, they're just, I love that. Sean be- being like, this distraction is so obvious. I but. love that. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. And Mikasa tries to hit him with some sun- thunder spears. doesn't work because he just blows some steam. And yeah, it's just like, this situation is so fucking dire right (laughs) like that i cannot like imagine a scenario where they win like it's almost like an end game like one in a million type thing brian hasn't seen that fuck what is that (laughs) like their numbers are so low the enemy is so strong um and even armin right is just constantly like i cannot come up with a plan and this is armin who has pretty much always been able to come up with something yeah so aaron just gets absolutely fucking punted into the wall. He's knocked out. I love this. Yo, Aaron, go slow him down. Stop those lanky legs. And er, He know. does his, like, screaming thing of, like, I'm gonna kill you because I'm so strong. And he does kind of stop Bertholdt's leg, and I like this, like, reaction of Bertholdt then just, like, takes the leg back and Aaron's confused face inside his titan of just like, huh? And then yeet into the fucking wall. Yeah, and then we get a shot of the armored titan back on its feet. 
Which is like, on top of fucking everything, every goddamn thing else, their one victory is now also a defeat. The armored titans back up. Also with the shot of Aaron on top of the wall, it's funny enough as is, and then you see Erwin and Levi looking up at him and being like, is that Aaron? (laughs) And they're like, oh shit, it's the colossal titan. (laughs) We get like... There's a lot of Marlo and Flock in this episode. Mm-hmm. And we really see Marlo does have some fucking resolve. We talked about that in the last couple episodes, but he is like, get up. We got to get to this place. Like, he's like getting people moving and all this stuff. And Flock is just having a fucking breakdown. I know. This is. Which yeah. is fair, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, Flock is what the recruit should be, right? Like that's what you would expect. Marlo is just like this golden example of this is his this is his first combat experience, and he's just like, all right, let's fucking go. Marlo's a cool character. Yeah, Flock loses his mind kind of about how he talks about how when they were like being recruited, it was like the scouts are the ones that stand up and fight when no one else does, right? And he thought, Oh, I'm going to be so brave, so courageous, I'm gonna save the world. I'm going to be different, but now when it comes down to it, he's standing in front of a giant monkey with a boulder, and his death is going to mean nothing. Yeah, this this is, this is like a really, probably the tensest moment in the show. Mm-hmm. As they're having this whole, like, discussion, you still have the rocks just raining in, just occasionally oh destroying it's shit. So, it's literally, it's so intense, because they're having such a, a heartfelt, like, just intense conversation while they're while the boulders are being hurtled towards them at like like Mach right. five, and then in the background you're also just constantly hearing the screams of the recruits, which are brutal. But yeah, Levi and Erwin have this conversation where Levi's plan is basically we need to recover literally anything from this because right now we're all gonna die. Best case scenario, we can maybe get you and Aaron out. And at least there is some hope from humanity in that. Erwin reveals that he does have a plan and just like the absolute relief on Levi's face. Like his total demeanor just changes. And it's kind of like this moment of, well, fuck, why wasn't I trusting this guy? Like, why didn't I think he had this plan? (laughs) Well, Um, Levi's reaction is quite funny where he's like, why'd you keep your shitty mouth shut then? And yeah, Aaron has a ballsy plan. (laughs) It is like... The peak of his, I'm gonna sacrifice. I'm gonna risk the lives of everyone, right? This, yeah, exactly. Um, this is the 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 Erwin being the strategic genius, right? Let's just have everyone charge. And this has to be, I don't know, just like the best put together sequence of events in this show, right? Because he says to Levi, "You're short." Erwin, like admitting his selfishness to Levi, right? He's like, "All I want to do." is be a coward, jump that wall, and get the secrets. Like, everything I've done up until now was not for the sake of lives or people or anything. It was just my own selfish need to prove this theory right, my dad's theory. And he has this crazy moment of, like, can you see them? Can you see all of our comrades standing around us? Uh, They want to know that their sacrifices meant something. I don't know. This is just, like, a great fucking end to Erwin's story, him being able to kind of actually choose humanity for the first time in his life over his selfishness, right? Because the plan is they're going to, him and these fucking children... Just going to save that in case Sullivan ever wrongs me. Fucking children. ...are going to storm the Beast Titan to distract him while Levi goes to take him down. Mm -hmm. And Erwin has to go he has this amazing line of it's going to take an expert con man and like a butt ton of lies to convince them to do this and so he has to be there he has to die he has to lead this charge in order for anyone to go along with it and yeah i just like that do you do you guys have any thoughts on that because i just think that's i think that's an amazing yeah this is it's like you said this is like the perfect culmination of his character right he was presented as this bastion of humanity and season three kind of revealed him to be like, no, he's actually kind of selfish in his goals and ambitions. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always just had this dream in mind. He really, he hasn't been, like, doing this because he's like, I want to do it for the sake of humanity. And now he's being forced into a position where it's like, in order for any of this to mean anything, he's going to have to give up on that dream of proving his father right and sacrifice his mm-hmm. life as he's done to so many of his subordinates before him. I fucking love it. Like, it's so... Good. Like, I like that the end is that he decides to do the right thing. 
and it's like not even the right thing, right? Like it's so fucking gray, everything that's going on yeah. here. But he does end up becoming what we thought he was in season one and two, right? And it's just like beautiful the way it happens. And I just love his shift in his speech where he's just like, it's just like dark and doom and depressing of you're all going to die. Anything you had before this is meaningless. You're dying and that's that. Yeah. And then he shifts into like, does that mean that everyone before us that died is meaningless? And then he's like, I would argue no. And then he just starts screaming. We have to talk about this whole sequence. But first, there's one little moment that I want to cover, which I think is very uh, showing of Levi and Erwin's relationship, which is Levi being like, I will make the decision for you. Mm -hmm. Go kill yourself. (laughs) Give up on your dream and die. Right. And he's like, lead those children into their death, baby. It's all you. But it's like, he says that and- Just like when Erwin said, I have a plan, right? And there's like this relief on Levi's face. When Levi makes that decision for him, there's this look of relief on Erwin's face. Like he smiles, like this fucking burden has been taken off his shoulder because Levi is like, you do this and I will go kill the beast Titan. Like I will make sure your death isn't meaningless. And yeah, this, this next sequence of events, this is what I was saying is like has to be the most perfect fucking sequence of events in the whole show because we cut to scouts charging right and it's fucking epic as like they're charging we get flashbacks to erwin's speech which is what you were saying ben which is just incredible um because flock brings it up he's like so we're gonna die right like you're telling us to go die so what we do right now doesn't really matter because no matter what we're gonna die and Erwin's like yes that is true (laughs) you're gonna die yeah and as they're charging erwin looks scared I think for the first time in the entire show, he actually has like fear in his eyes. It cuts to a shot of Levi like preparing all of his gear and Levi's like, you want me to go attack the beast Titan with just my ODM gear? Oh my God. Like I'm fucked. (laughs) This this is the best. This moment of Erwin being just like, all right, we're all going to charge. And then Levi is going to take down the beast Titan. Levi just, what? Yeah. And this is the fucking best where he's like, there's no trees. There's no houses. How am I going to get to him? He's in the middle of a field. And Erwin's just like, you're wrong. There is an entire line of things, the exact right height for you to get to him. I remember like seeing that the first time. And like, I think I actually yelled because that is so fucking cool. And yeah, Levi just starts fucking like Spider-Manning on these fucking line of Titans and like taking him out. It's just so perfect too, right? Because the, this whole barricade of titans is meant to keep the survey corps in it's using right. the beast strategies or beast beast titan strategy against him and not only is it that it is also humanity reversing on the titans like the whole idea of they always lose to the titans because they can't predict what their powers are right like they always have something up their sleeve that they couldn't account for right like annie being able to call other titans to her fucking the beast titan being able to huck rocks and now it's like they did not fucking account for the odm gear and levi being a fucking madman and that is what's going to be their downfall (laughs) like that exact same thing this moment with levi starting to attack the titans is like the one glimmer of hope we get after just defeat 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 um it's incredible and erwin says at the end of that he's like you're gonna zip between all those titans get to the beast titan and take that son of a bitch down (laughs) it's like hell yeah um and yeah there's the whole like we're all gonna die but does that mean our lives are meaningless no like tell that to your comrades like you said and then he does the whole like my soldiers are brave my soldiers don't And it ends with the Beast Titan just fucking hurling rocks into his ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's tight. They do, like, the whole, like, shooting off the flares to distract him to, like, throw off his aim. And they're just charging. It's a fucking suicide charge. What a wild place to end this episode. Yeah, just Erwin falling. In that yeah, he gets fucking slammed. Erwin Ir- goes sploosh. Fuck. Sploosh. That's the sound the rock makes as it enters his lower abdomen. Ah, sploosh. Now, I feel like this question isn't going to be mean as much since you did watch the next episode, Brian, but how how are you feeling at the end of all of this? It's 
it's hard to it's hard to say right now because because I accidentally watched the <laughs> the next fucking episode. Yeah, you didn't you just <laughs> like I don't I don't want to say anything right now until like next week when we're all you know we're all on the same exact page. Yeah. Fuck. Well, did you like it? I d- no. These episodes are like shit. I I can't even explain. I mean, so, it's such a just so good. It's such a wild turn of events, right? Because this is more or less like a twelve season final episode or a twelve episode final episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is any other show would have this shit happen in like one big hour long finale, right? Right. Like they're really taking their time, and it's making everything. It really does. More it feels like a. It feels like a season finale. Yeah, like every but every episode not. in this part feels like it's a season finale yeah. worth of events. Let's rate them. Descent. I'm gonna start just, um, I'm gonna go with Sheena, honestly. I fucking love this culmination of Bert Holt's character. Um, I'm honestly just gonna start blowing Sheena's left and right on this part of the se- this part <laughs> of the show. Um, yeah. This is just, I don't know, just for me, Descent, it's so well done with the reveal of where Barrett told Ben this whole time and you go fuck that was obvious I should have known that because he like it keeps showing <laughs> well him I don't know if it's obvious and then I said no bro that's not going to my ass hi Ty Noah uh hey Noah Lando, real quick rope bombs you want it it's yours my friend Noah, as long Noah, as you Noah. have enough rupees Noah quick question yes what did you think of Attack on Titan season three episodes fifteen and sixteen? Uh, I thought they were just splendid. The way that they, I love the art style of it. It's, it always gets me. Also, yeah. along with that, you know, uh, a lot of like crazy twists and turns are happening, and like the finale is coming <laughs> yeah. real soon. So I'm Preach. just like, excited to see how we're gonna have all these like main characters get their shit together in the final like three or four episodes. What? <laughs> Why is he right? Why is he? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Link. I can't give credits. Noah. Noah, what's who's your favorite character? Uh, the big one. The beast. (laughs) Oh my! Wait, let me Google Attack on Titan characters real quick. Monkey Titan. (laughs) Uh. Holy shit. Uh. 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 Gabby. They're probably gonna get fucked though in like the next episode or so, so I'm not really gonna hold on to that too long. Okay, well, bye. (laughs) Of all the fucking characters. I bet he literally probably he googled Attack on Titan characters oh and scrolled God. to like the bottom of the list. <laughs> oh, oh boy. He just found side okay. character number 37. Oh my God. <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to say on Descent? I don't even know. What did I say before that? I was so, <laughs> I'm so lost. Um, okay, you're, you're, you were talking about how you're going to be throwing Sheena's left and right. Well, I was bl- blowing my Sheena load left and right. Yeah, I just, I like, to me, this episode, like I said before, was just, like, absolute stellar representation of Barrett Holt, and then I, I personally, when I, like, was thinking back to Barrett Holt looking through the little holes, and I'm like, fuck, he's in a barrel that makes so much sense. Because, like, the, you see the barrels on the cart, Titan, and it's like, I'm like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. And that's yeah, why yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I should have seen that coming. Right. Um, I feel like the, the concept of Barrett Holt being used as a bomb, absolutely. Too, it's like, that's something unexpected, like, completely unexpected. And they're kind, of, they're kind of wary of it, right? It's something I've never seen in any show before. You've never seen a character named Barrett Holt be sitting in a barrel, be thrown, like, about a, a half no, mile. No, 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 just the concept of, like, a human fucking bomb... <laughs> I mean, I might have seen that in Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's crazy. It's even crazy within the restraints of this show, right? Like, within the rules of Attack on Titan. Not anywhere near close to context, but I do remember in Heroes Season 1, that was, like, the whole conflict, right? There was a guy whose superpower was he could explode, and they're like, fuck, the villain can't get that power. Is that what it was? I've seen that 
first season like three times and I don't remember that. Yeah, and, and I love that because show. remember oh. there's Isaac. I'm gonna get on a tangent. Chris will, oh, Chris will cut out this oh, whole thing. Oh, Isaac oh, paint, yes, Isaac yes, paints yes. New York blowing up, and they always are right. like, "It's because Skylar is gonna get the bomb power and make New York blow yes, up." Yes, yes, yes. Little yes. do they know, it's because Peter, the human sponge, picked up the explosion power even after they defeat Skylar. Right. I'm leaving that in because I don't know what the fuck that meant, and that's a funny bit to me. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. Um. Anyways. Peter uh, Parker. Chris, keep that in. <laughs> fuck, now I have to edit it out. Hero time with heroes. <laughs> that's wild. And the survey corps kind of wary of that because Arbin sees the barrel flying over, and he's like, that's going to fucking, he's going to blow this whole place sky mm-hmm. high. And uh, yeah, it's just Barrett Holt's resolve, and this episode just really resonates with me, and the music, of course. Brian, where are you at? Oh no, I I also want to give it to Sheena. Like honestly, it's so. <coughs> I think the the one part that really that really just ev- like elevated it to uh, Sheena for me is uh, the final explosion at the end. Yeah, like it's just it's so. It's well done. I thought you were gonna say. It's I thought so you were gonna good. say the PS2 Colossal Titan. That too, honestly. <laughs> it was so, yeah no, just like the pure how they were able to portray the pure scale of this explosion was so just so well done it's so good i am going to give this a rose probably against my better judgment but what i'm comparing it to is perfect game and the next couple episodes mild spoiler alert i think perfect game and then the next two episodes that follow are like the most incredible run of television episodes of all time like it's just three perfect half hours of tv in my opinion and like the only reason i'm giving this a rose is because i wouldn't quite i don't think it's as good as the three that follow it um and i want those three to stand out more um, but perfect okay. game, I'm giving a fucking Sheena, because uh, perfect game fucking rules. I would, if perfect game was a six minute episode that was just the last six minutes, I would give this a Sheena. <laughs> like, that is just so incredible to me, what they're able to pull off. There's so many time jumps just in that last couple minutes, but it's all done so perfectly. And so, like, the voiceover narration of Erwin can like have maximum impact as everyone's riding to their deaths. The writing is incredible between Erwin and Levi. It's amazing. It's also very interesting going back to this show really can kill a character without like like any logic compared to other storytelling like paces, right? Because Erwin's already had that like kind of like death experience where you thought he was dead yeah. when he got grabbed by the Titan. So like I feel like in other shows' minds, that kind of makes him safe from death because it's like usually you don't do the same trick twice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's just like it's Erwin. He's the leader of the survey corps. Is he really going to die? Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck. Yes, he is. And he's going to go out in a blaze of glory as is fitting. And then same thing Same thing with Hanji, right? Yeah. Hanji just fucking died in a fucking barrel hold explosion. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, quote, unquote. So I would also give this one a shit. Which Sheena. I didn't. I, it wasn't fooling me for a second. No. no, not even for a second. No, God, no. Uh, what do you? We'll get it? to that next. Brian. We'll get to that next episode. Um, <laughs> Brian's living in the future. I'm gonna have to, you know, go go with the flow here. Sixteen is also a Sheena. Sixteen's a Sheena. See, the thing is that I came onto this podcast with the intent of discussing the the next episode, but when I found out I wasn't supposed yeah. to watch it, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I could see how that but, would put a wrench in your conversation plans. <laughs> I think all of these episodes are also like they're they're so good at displaying bravery and courage when you have nothing left because there's so I many agree. moments in yeah. these episodes yeah when when they're like this plan is bound to not work but we have to try anyway I think that's very important and also very hard to pull off because this show talks about humanity so much right like that's the word it always uses to refer to society right they use the word humanity yeah. specifically And so to have this show also be able to pull off, like, humanity as, like, a concept, you know? Like, certain characters' humanity, like, Erwin's humanity, like, this group's Mm -hmm. humanity, right? Like, those emotional stakes. Like, these people are real people that are reacting like I feel like people actually would in these situations. And, like, courage isn't something that these people innately have. Courage is something that they get from each other, right? Like, it's kind of passed on from person to person it's good it's good at that 
Is that it? Is that all we got, Brian? What the I hell do you so, think is yeah. going to happen? We can't ask you that because you watch the next episode. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't answer that. I can't answer that right now. Ben, do you have many spoilers to talk about? I had a handful, but do you want to cut it? I don't have anything. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I had a few things. Oh, okay. Bye, Brian. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> great ending the only things i had that i wanted to oh 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 bye leave if you haven't seen past this episode we're talking spoilers uh also leave us a rating on itunes uh go to our social medias at tea time with titans on instagram and at tea time titans on twitter uh we love you leave us a message uh now get out of here don't spoil yourself there's a lot you may think that there's not much we can spoil at this point but you'd be wrong bye spoiler time Get your smelly booty out now. Uh, the only things I wanted to talk about was how depressing all the Bear Holt Reiner shit is and Annie shit now with the full context of like leading up to them showing like I, I, with the fucking season four episode we got of them of their backstory and then yeah them showing up at the walls and all that shit like I don't know everything with them just has a deeper layer of make me sad yeah so this is the one the thing i wanted to hone in on is the zeke reiner bear holt conversation because there's definitely laying a lot of the groundworks for what we're about to see like the truth we're about to be revealed like reiner at some point says filthy race um zeke talks about bringing oh, yeah. an end to this cursed history which now we're really starting to get some sort of sense of in season four that zeke has some goal in mind oh yeah like a double alternative goal yeah which we still really know what his idea is but he betrayed marley he's going with paradise he clearly has some sort of grand plan but we also i mean like bert hall also in his conversation with armin like is bringing up the devil shit again exactly you know he's like saying that and he's like i don't think you're devils like i've come to learn that the truth but like you have to die and we know it's this mission he's on like he doesn't have a choice yeah wow and we really only like fully understand that concept now right like even now in like episode 12 or whatever we're on of season four like i feel like we have had characters say similar things in season four like when reiner is dealing with stuff and now like Gal- gabby and falco are on parodies and dealing with shit yeah that means a lot more with the context we know the full scope of bear holt situation and how he had this internal conflict and he's kind of fully come to terms with I need to do this. I need to get home. Yeah. I need to fulfill my mission. He just wants to go home. And then this the last thing I wanted to mention was I thought it's interesting how Bertholdt, when he talks about his demands, he says the only thing I really want or we want is Aaron and the demise of humanity inside the walls. And I just thought it was kind of interesting the way he phrased that. I don't think it's too deep, but how he specifically references humanity inside the walls instead of like, uh, exactly, Reiner in season two kind of says the end of humanity or whatever. Just humanity. Yeah. Out of... I can't believe out of all the fucking characters, Noah said Gabby. <laughs> yeah. By the way, in context, Noah, who popped into this episode, has not seen the show at all, if you couldn't tell. She's like, I love Gabby. I also like that Brian thought that Gabby was just like a Survey Corps member, number 87, that got name dropped once. That's what I mentioned, because um, he's not going to know Gabby, so I thought it'd be funnier yeah. if he just thought it was some sad character. Um, oh, it's also kind of funny how conflicts with Ar- um, Bertholdt always seem to revolve around Armin versus Bertholdt. Yeah, that is true. And especially going into season four now, because like, we know that yeah, like Armin takes the Colossal Titan and then there's also like Armin has a connection to Annie just like Bertholdt had a connection to Annie. There's a lot going on with the two and I wonder if that's going to get fleshed out more in season four. It's We're fucking getting caught up, dude. We're so close. Yeah. Brian's going to know shit soon. Well, season four is going to stop airing at the end of this month, so. We're going to be caught up in... How are we going to do season four with Brian? Are we going to do episode three episodes? Two, Bundles two or three? three? I would imagine, yeah. Because, yeah. like, for example, like, Declaration of War is the fifth episode, so it might make sense to do two, then three, or three, then two. They are, like, I feel like season four, the, there hasn't been chunks of episodes. Not really. In the first three seasons, there really are, like, 
these three episodes are a little story. These two episodes are a little story. These four episodes are a little story. In season four, they're all kind of their. Yeah, I kind of I tell I break it up into acts. Season four is like a three act, uh, and so Liberio is, or I guess Marley in general is one continuous act, and that's like your best logical stopping point. And now we're in the second act of season four. Oh, that's cool. The third act hasn't even started, and we apparently only have four episodes left. My ass. Get out of here, Mappa. We're on to you. We see you. We see what you're doing. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay. I didn't pick up on shit. Um, Mobile it makes me sad. I'll mention it in the next episode, but now that like I've actually been paying attention to Mobile and like how much we see of him, it makes me sad. I know. I when I rewatched it through with Heather, Mobile sacrifice is one of the things that hit me the hardest because I didn't pick it up the first not time. at all i didn't even like know who moblet was really i just thought it was like some random survey core member when they're like he helps or sacrifices himself to save hanji i love that guy shall we end the episode hell yeah bye i've never done this before i'm scared I got notes. Uh, thank you for listening to Teaser with Titans. If you like what you heard, give us a rating on iTunes. It would really help us out. Our Instagram is at Tea Time with Titans, and our Twitter is Tea Time Titans. Our bonus feed is Tea Time with Titans Extras, where we discuss season four and stuff like that. Thank you to um, me for editing this podcast. Uh, let me see. Do I have to say anything else? I don't think so. Uh, that's it. I think bye. <clears throat> Never make me do this again, Sullivan. I hate you.